All right, we are rolling here on the Zero to 60 podcast. I'm your host, Matt McChesney. Uh, today, we've got a very special guest on the big guy's birthday. It's like a birthday show. Uh, my man, Brandon Schaub, is in the house from Thick Boy Studios, the Schaub Show. You can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, all over social media. My man, Brandon Schaub, is in the house. And that fucking burner, bro, that mustache is like that. It's incredible. I mean, you've even got the stubble on the bottom. I mean, it, it, does your wife like the mustache rides? What the fuck is going on over here? I don't think she does. I did it yesterday when I, I was in Buffalo and I came home and I, I had like a, not as long as yours, but there, and it was itching. And I was like, it's November too. So I was like, let's get rid of this thing. I came down. She's like, oh, you look like a pedophile. I was like, right on, right on. That's cool. Yeah, no, that's what I'm going for. I got a fucking van out back that says free candy on the side. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think she digs it, but you know, you got you, sometimes you got to roll with it, dude. You just got to do yeah, what you yeah. want to do. I mean, I'd like to do a, a mustache, but I'm like, I'm still like three twenty. So if I do, if I cut this, yeah, and I go just straight chin. Yeah, dude. bro, I'm gonna look like Farmer from Super Troopers. It's gonna be fucked terrible. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very Tom Selleck like like '80s vibe right now, dude. Yeah, so we'll dog, but you got you got a chin. I've got like five chins. It's gonna be a fucking bad look. <laughs> so, like always, our our show here this afternoon is brought to you by our our great friends over at Bet Online, uh, where the game starts, and all of the major sport leagues are off and rolling now. College basketball is off and rolling and ready to go. Uh, Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests, NFL, college football, U- UFC, the NHL are on full swing. Bet online is your number one source for all of your wagering odds, trends, and predictions. Uh, all of the hoops betting action has also kicked off, and along with every other sport uh, available at your fingertips, you can do it off your desktop or your mobile app all across every platform. Uh, bet online just go to uh head to bet online today and remember to use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's bet online today use b-l-e-a-v for 50 percent off your welcome bonus uh with your first deposit all right so shop you and your mustache okay yeah man. you could rough the passer harder than half of these fucking penalties in college football in the nfl all right, now, we played in a different era. And for those of, of, of you that don't know out here listening and watching the show today, uh, Shab and I played together at CU. He, he played fullback and just was a road grader. Now, you might get called for personal foul roughing the passer against a linebacker these days. I mean, what, bro, do you yeah, even feel like you're watching football anymore? Yeah, this mustache would get you know a flag for roughing the passer. So it's it's just the it's the direction of society, dude. It's the direction society's headed, man. It's it's just, but also from a business aspect, especially in college and you know obviously especially in the NFL, all they're trying to do is protect their assets. So part of me hates it, right? Part of me hates it, and then part of me gets it as a business owner where. They're doing whatever it takes to protect that main source of income, which is the quarterback, the quarterback superstar. So for CU, it's Sanders. He gets hit. He gets hurt. They're screwed, right, as far as you know, monetizing that money-wise. In the NFL, it all started with Tom Brady. Tom Brady was the sweetheart of the NFL. It's the Tom Brady rule. They don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. So 
I get it from that aspect, but it always goes too far. It's like cancel culture. It goes too far, and then it'll come back a little bit, and it evens out. So I think eventually they're going to get so much resistance and pushback from defenses and just from personnel across the leagues that they might lighten up a little bit. But right now, it's insane. What drives me nuts is in college – when they, you know, when they flag them for whatever it's, you know, targeting, and these kids have to miss the entire game, it's nuts. Nuts. That, I know you watched the UCLA game where Shiloh just shouldered the dude and got kicked oh. out. I mean, why do they have to kick the kids out? That's my thing. It's like, I, I don't understand. I can understand a fucking soft 15-yard penalty. I mean, that happens all the time. But kicking a kid out of a college game for just hitting somebody seems a little fucking excessive, don't you think? Especially in college, like especially at CU, we're not that deep. So it's you know, in Alabama, the Florida States, CU's not that deep. Especially in the secondary, you take out that kid who's basically the captain. You know, he's the the quarterback of the defense. Like it screws them, man. So they they need to lighten up a little bit. They got to lighten up a little bit. All right. So look, I, obviously you're, you're entrenched in the fight game, both in in the UFC and also, uh, you know, you you know your boxing history and all of that. Essentially, this is like them taking away a fucking jab, bro. Like, hey, yeah. you can fight tonight, but you can't grab one leg. You can only grab two, and you can't jab. How the fuck are you supposed to fight? Yeah, I, it, it it makes things tough for defenses, and then also, it's just it skews things too, as well as like. They asked Lawrence Taylor talking about um, uh, what's his name the the number eleven for Dallas was it Pearsons Parsons yeah Michael Parsons yeah Michael Parsons who's a stud and they stud. said you know he's on pace or it was uh, you know with uh, Watt too they're like these guys are on pace to break your record and Lawrence Taylor goes so he goes you know how many sacks I would get if they threw as many times as they do in today's game he goes look 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 how many times I have to deal with runs and. Uh, play actions compared to now it's just a passing league. He's like, so those those statistics don't matter to me anymore. So it just skew things a little bit because now the NFL is a straight passing league. So these guys have more opportunities to get sacks. So if you can't be physical and all they care about is offense, it, it hurts the defense, man. It, it just changes the game. It changes the game as same as like Steph Curry in the NBA. Like he made it cool to shoot all these crazy threes. So you don't see a lot of big men in the game anymore. It's not a rough game. It's more of an offensive shooter's game. It's just society getting softer in every aspect from sports to cars, you know? Well, I'll tell you this. Steph Curry can shoot as many threes as he want. We got one fucking big guy who's eating out there, baby. Yeah, I mean, dog. I know you guys. That's fucking living in L.A. It's got to be awesome. I mean, fuck it. We'll just go down this road. How cool is it living in L.A., doing what you do out there and fucking rocking that Nuggets gear all the time? Oh, you dude. talk shit all day. Oh, I talk shit to all my son's uh, friend's parents. He's in nice. baseball. And shit, so I just talk because they're huge Laker fans. And I, I had, they were trying to bet me. I'm like, good luck, dude. And then the Nuggets just, I mean, just beat the brakes. Oh, my yeah, and dude, that, that opening night win was fucking sweet too, bro. Just out there, just running those boys. So, oh, all right. So again. look, and it's the only thing we have in Colorado right now. Like the Nuggets are by far the best team in the league. Obviously, the Broncos yep. suck. CU's, you know, we're we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there, dude. We beat Nebraska and CSU, so it's a good year for me. It's great uh, fucking year. <laughs> Rockies are awful, so we don't have a lot to cheer for, dude. Well, bro, did you see the fucking Rockies did a promotional thing in the middle of the season, like around the fucking Nebraska game, where they did the Nebraska night and they put like a little red N on the side of their yes. on their hats? 
Bro, yeah. I, I just I, I I dubbed them now. They're the Omaha Rockies, and they're dead to me. And on like as far as I'm concerned, they don't they we don't have a baseball team. <laughs> yeah, they, they can keep it. I mean, I'm not yeah, mad they about keep it quick. All right, so look, the rough in the passer shit has gotten ridiculous in the National Football League and college football. I don't know if you're supposed to spit in their ear or like place them on the ground. I feel like Callen would love this. Callen would love this because like he could run up and like grab his balls and twist them and he'd be like, ah! and then yeah. put him on the ground. I mean, he's he's got to love the soft rules, right? Callen likes it because even uh, when we watch like a UFC fight that goes back and forth, he'll be like, man, I just don't want to partake in this. The damage that is done. I'm like, they don't watch you. <laughs> then it's not for you. Then this, then what do you mean the damage? I was like, that's what we're tuning into, man. They're professional fighters. And in football too, he's like, these guys are just so big, strong, so fast. I'm like, Again, it's not for you, dude. If that stuff is like alarming or offensive to you, don't tune in, man. So I love it, bro. So, NFL and golf just headed a very Brian Callen uh, favorable way. Yeah, it's like he made the fuck him and Roger are in the back room making the fucking rules. And all they're doing, dude, like all this stuff, dude, they're just protecting their assets. You know, like. But, you know, but don't look. Don't you miss the time when like quarterbacks were tough guys, though, bro? Like hell yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. Like running through a quarterback and getting having him get up and be like, that ain't shit. You're a bitch. That's what it's all about. Now it's like a flop league. It's like LeBron's playing quarterback in every fucking franchise. It's in all it's in all facets besides mixed martial arts. You know, you can't that, that there's nothing you can do. So uh it's in all assets of, of, of all all sports. All of it's getting kind of softer. The last like tough ass quarterback was was Phillip Rivers. He would get knocked down and just talk shit, man. Like I wouldn't even curse. He's a bolo tie. He's got nine yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. You imagine how hectic his house is? Nine fucking kids. Insane, dude. Insane. And, and look, think about this. Antonio Cromartie's got like eleven kids that he knows of, and Travis Hunter, Henry, God knows how many kids he has. Oh, dude, I thought you were about to say Travis Hunter. I was like, Travis Hunter has a ton of kids. Shit. Travis Hunter doesn't have any kids yet. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, he's made he's made a couple team. He's a couple teams' daddy, but I don't know if he's yeah. made had any kids yet. I'll, now, I, okay, Travis Hunter, bro, going that way. All right, let's get into the buffs. Uh, have you ever seen anything like Travis Hunter on the field before? No, I'm trying to think. I was I was young when Dion did his thing. I was really young, but obviously I was a super fan. So Dion's the closest. But remember, Dion wasn't as good as Travis Hunter was on offense. That's I've never seen anybody people, this No, place. people compare him to like Charles Woodson again, and I remember Charles Woodson like the David Boston against Ohio State. Yeah, Travis, Travis Hunter, yeah, they straight up fought. But Travis Hunter on offense is a real like super weapon. Those other guys were a little specialists. They were good and it was cool to see. But Travis Hunter is the best player on offense, the best player on defense. The only argument is, and it's not an argument for me, but would he be even that much better at cornerback if he wasn't playing as much on offense? Like, is that affecting his, you know, capacity to perform as good as uh, as he can on defense? He's, he's dominant on both. I'm just saying, would he just be an absolute – savage if he was wasn't as tired from doing offense you know in defense that's the only argument do you think this is going to open it up for more guys to do this though because no. as a as a fighter like you have to be an offensive fighter and a defensive fighter. you have to do both on the basketball floor you have to do both hockey you have to do both baseball i'm not really sure what the fuck they're doing but football like i i played both ways but i never played both ways in a game 
Like I, I would, I played both ways, but I wasn't like, I wasn't playing fucking guard every play and then taking a drink and playing nose tackle every play. I don't think that, I don't know if you can do that shit. No guys are too good, especially in the NFL college. You can get away with it. And then when you get to the pros, it's, it's going to be a little more challenging for them. They're just, they're too good. They're too, they're, how should I put it? Their, their skill set and their specialty positions are so uh, upper echelon. It, it's tough to do both. You got to be such an outlier. Travis Hunter is an outlier. We'll see if it converts, you know, over to the NFL. I, you know, maybe not to this degree, but a little bit. But he's such a freak, and the NFL is so competitive. There's, I don't think you could do both. No. All right. So look, you're a proud Colorado Buffalo, obviously, and a great buff and it's job. Look, we started the year three and zero. We're all riding high. Everybody's fucking loving it, and they've they've come back to earth pretty hard. They're four and five now. Um, They've got three games on deck, Arizona at home and on Senior Day, which everybody knows Senior Day is an emotional day for everybody. I don't it's know how game. it's going to be. It's, it's a big game. Arizona's, and then they, Arizona's good, though, man. Like be, They're good, dog. They fuck people up. They go to Pullman, which is always tough, Washington State, and that's going to be a big game for them as they wind down the, the being in the pack two. What the fuck? And then they go to Utah, and I, I don't know if they can win in Salt Lake City based on what I've seen. So Utah's defense too tough, man. That's that's a yeah. Bad they they got to get the next two, bro. What if, I mean, I know you watch every minute of every game, and Shador's a star, and Hunter's a dude. But what what do you see? What are they missing? What are they doing well? Like I know you like Travis Hunter and like Shador, but what do you see out of the uh, the eyes of a fucking fullback? Yeah, I think it's speaking of dinosaurs, fullbacks are gone, but I think um we need it bad, bro. Yeah, they could bring it back. But um with the buffs, like last year, and you and I talked about this, I didn't want to go to the games. I was so embarrassed. Like they were so they would just give up and they weren't tough. Yep. At least now, say what you want about Dion. Um, that team is tough. They're tough. Should Shador Sanders is tough as hell. He's been sacked the most, he's been hit the most. He's still balling. That's why I think he's better than the Washington quarterback. He's better than the USC quarterback. Those guys, if if Shador had their offensive lines, he's the Heisman. Guarantees the Heisman. And that's Guaranteed. also why most NFL uh, scouts have him over those guys. Because the numbers he's putting up against that awful offensive line, like dealing with that, getting hit, and still Terrible. being able to perform, and only has three interceptions, he's a freak. So – when, if they're tough, I'll rep them. I love how tough they are, even though, you know, they have a long ways to go. But they're, they're, they can win any game. So when I see the – I always bet on them. I always bet on the buffs. They're yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I always bet on them because it's a crapshoot because sometimes that defense will show up and that offense can, can score, man. So even this last game, it was looking rough, and then they got their shit together at the end there. But it's just – it's so tough for them because when you don't have an offense line, you don't have a defensive line, we can't stop the run. So that's always, always there, which makes it so tough on the secondary, right, with the play actions and being able to get five, six yards of pop. So the defense is always on their heels. The, the issue I have, and again, this is no knock on the offense coordinator, and I know they did switch the play calling duties yeah. this week, but when you know your offensive line is – paper thin you know those defense the defense is coming through the play call just didn't make a lot of, that's when I got frustrated and you know yeah. Sanders getting hit a lot so why are we doing these seven step dropbacks why are, you know the play actions no one's buying the run anymore so I felt like he wasn't set up for success even though he was balling I thought he could have been put in better situations so 
We'll see. Now we need six wins to get bowl eligible. I think you know more people watch CU versus CSU than any World Series game. Bro, and it was at two in the fucking morning, too. That's how two big of a deal on the East Coast. That's how many people care. That's how big of a deal they are. So I, I think there could be a weird thing where even if they only win five games, they still get in the bowl game. I know they had an offer to play in well, I forget which game already. Like the Peach Bowl already. They're like, yeah, come to the Peach Bowl. Yeah, which is weird. But so it, it, it's going to be tough for them to get to six. Like I was looking at the schedule. Arizona's tough, dude. They beat three ranked teams now. They're, they're, they're going to be tough for us. Even though it's senior day, we'll see. Um, who else? They got Washington State. And yeah, they got- Washington State and then at Utah. At Utah's not happening. Just nope, me, real. Utah, their, their defense is insane, dude. So that's going to be a tough game for us. So I don't know. But, again, I didn't have expectations like the rest of the society put on them that they're going to be a top five team. Like once we beat TCU, they're like, oh, they're top five team. Both these guys are winning the Heisman. I was like, whoa, I'm just happy we got one win. Then we win another. I'm like, holy shit. Dude, we beat CSU. This is nuts. This is great. We beat Nebraska, who turns out to be a pretty damn good team. Yeah, they, they might win the West. The, the TCU and Nebraska are great wins, dude. So people just got my my expectations are met. We, we we won one game last year. We were awful. If we get the offense line, we get the defense line, dude. Next year, watch out, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling out. you, they're gonna start nationally ranked, and they're gonna. I think that they're gonna fortify too, just based on the recruiting they've been doing. B and I, I really really love all that part. But look, what you said, what the you you talked about all that. And what resonated with me, brother, is when you said, if they're tough, I'll ride with them. Yep. And that's, bro, like that's that goes back to our generation and how we were raised at that place and how we were cut and how it was taught to us every day. And that's really the thing is like, if I could say anything to that group, if you could be in front of them, say anything to that group, it's not about scheme and X's and O's and shit. It's about are you going to stand face-to-face with this other fucking dude in pads and take it to him, or is he going to take it to you? Because I feel like so much of our problem is that, the toughness aspect of it. Like, do you do you think that's something that's teachable, bro, or do they have to recruit and transfer portal the right guys? I think it's both. I, I, I think it's a bit of both. I do think you can you – can teach that and it, it's it's part of the program it's part of our program it's part of the program that Saban runs it's you see these other you know uh, Harbaugh is the exact same you know his teams are tough dude so I think it, you can yeah they're, they're tough as they get we were as tough as they could get like you might beat us like uh who was it Oklahoma beat us 150 to three but they were in a fight like they, there's no way they jumped in the showers like oh we're good to play tomorrow no no you still got your licks in. Like, we, we never gave up. So, I think it is a mentality, and Dion has that mentality. Dion's as tough as they get. They just need the skill at offense, defensive line. And once we have that, it's game on. And the other thing that scares me towards the end of the, of the year is Shador Sanders is so goddamn tough, but you can only take so much. He's been hit yeah. so many times. So, as the season goes on, it, it, it's going to get tougher for him. That That's what scares me. He'll, he'll be all right. And this is the other thing that scares me is Dion – has taken over the sports world. Everybody's talking ESPN, even even though you know we've lost whatever four in a row, ESPN's still highlighting us. We're still in the marquee games. Oh, the yeah. only thing that scares me, because I, I don't know Dion personally, the only thing that scares me is there's some job openings in the NFL with the Raiders. You know, you're gonna see these other job openings. Yeah. How long before they come sniffing around and trying to take Dion from us? So see so you back up the Brinks trucks. 
I'm glad I'm glad you asked that question. I'm glad you brought that up. I think I'm more worried about Coach Prime, like and the blood clot stuff and like the fact that they're like cutting his toes off and shit. That's not cool. So I'm worried about that part. But based on the recruits that like I work with Talent Chandler, a big time recruit offensive line kid out of Missouri that they got committed, who's like the point of the spear, right? He's the first commit. He's the one trying to get all these other kids committed. And from what he's telling me and what I can gather based on the recruiting, my son's getting up there and all the other conversations, Shador's a junior, Travis is a sophomore, they're young, they're all coming back. I think we got him for another two years because I think he'll want to get his recruits in. If something happened physically, that's one thing. If they make the playoff next year and they're really competitive because I know for a fact, bro, they are going to assault the transfer portal. They're yeah. going after fucking kids in the transfer portal hard. All the coaches I talked to, Coach Nick Williams, the conversation we had the other day was simple. Like 30 seconds. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm good. Hey, I'm going to send up some kids. Yeah, I don't want any more high school kids. I need fucking men. And I was like, cool. I'll call you back. Click. So yeah. that's the if they can find a way to get big guys around skill players, like just think about how good Vickers and Klopp and like oh, all no. of our guys were when we had big dudes around them that could do something. So, like, all of that combined, I think that they – I think Prime will be here based on how far Shador goes, and I, I think he could be, uh, like, the first pick in the draft next year if he does this correctly. You know, if he ends up in the right place, I could see Prime following him and going to be going to be Grandpa Prime and, and watch. But mm-hmm. I, also think, I also think that Rick George gave him this opportunity and – the fact that it's not going as well as he wants it to in year one, I think that just motivates him even more to just make everybody look stupid year two and beyond. Yeah, I think you got a point. We we at least got him for two to three years. I also think Dion's smart, and he's played at the highest level. He knows how the NFL is, how fickle it is, how it's yeah. a different game, how the way he can inspire the college kids doesn't really work in the pros. You know, so I think he knows. So, yeah, ho- hopefully we have him. You know, and also he signed that other badass uh, recruit, the number four recruit in the nation. Oh, quarterback. Kid. He's a fucking animal. Yeah, animal. He's, he's huge. Yeah, huge. So he's a fucking monster, dude. So yeah. I, I think that what look you you talked about paying them and open up the coffers. That's one thing that you know it, it's. I don't like that part of the NIL. Why is it on the fucking fan base? Like. It, that that they're they're generating all this revenue, right? Prime's getting he's obviously if he doesn't get extended and up by two million bucks, then I would leave. Like pay this man. Uh, the revenue he's brought into Boulder is insane. But all of that, that's I, I wanted to get your your thoughts on this before we move forward. You can talk about backing up Brinks trucks to kids all you want, but that's you and I paying for it. We have to go to the collective and donate our hard-earned money to the University of Colorado in order for them to sign a kid, maybe. Um, I think that they're, the players are getting absolutely jobbed because of NIL. Like, the amount of money they should be making with collective bargaining and like having real agents and all that shit – do you think college football players will ever understand the power that they have? Like, we didn't have any fucking power, bro. We want to strike. They're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, right, motherfucker, yeah. go to class. Now, with social media and NIL and everything else, like, 
the big timers in college football, wouldn't it behoove them to be real leaders and like come together and strike and actually get paid rather than just get these scraps that they're throwing at the table and acting like it's a feast? Well, the, the only thing is scraps. So it's it's similar to the what's going on with the UFC. So like the top 1% are making bank, like legit yeah. money. So in college football, the top 1% are making bank. Like Caleb, Caleb Williams, uh, the Sanders brothers, Hunter, they're all making seven figures. Yep. Those guys are good. It's the rest of the, the team that's, you know, they're not getting their due. And that's how it goes. Same with UFC. So you would need Shador Sanders. You would need those outliers, Williams, the 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 kid at Washington. You would need those guys to take a stance. It's not really worth it for them for the to do better for the collective. So it, it's going to get tough, man. Uh, it, but it, it's a good thing as in kids don't have to escape. I don't want to say escape is a great opportunity, but they don't have to rush off to the NFL. So you're getting Travis Hunter for at least another season before he, you know, he's the number one draft pick. You're getting Shador Sanders for at least another season because they're making seven figures. And then remember, if they ball out, like he wins the Heisman like Caleb Williams does, they're making even more money. So there's an incentive to stay and play for our schools now, which is good. And it's also I think guys are realizing when they're the number one picks, you're getting drafted by a team that's uh, in turmoil. You don't, your offense line isn't very good. Your play callers aren't very good. It's going to be rough. Well, just stay at CU, ball out, make all the money, play with your friends, hang out with your buddies, talk with your dad every day. Just stay here. So there's more incentive to stay in college now, which is good. But, yeah. All I, right. So you go ahead. So sorry to interrupt, but that fucking mustache, just I just want to come over there and grab it. Um, yeah, it's distracting. Just fucking shake that motherfucker. Yeah. Um, okay, Caleb Williams. They've lost three in a row. They're falling out of the top 25. He's talking about, like, I just want to go home and cuddle and watch my shows, cuddle with my dogs and watch my shows. Look, dog, I want to cuddle, too. I dig, I dig a nice cuddle. No one's saying I don't. But I ain't going to come out after a fucking L as a quarterback and say I want to go cuddle and watch shows. Yeah. So, like, do you think that kid needs to go back to school, bro? Because I, I think he's got some major maturing to do. If he takes this bullshit to the NFL, the men in that league are going to laugh his ass at the wall. Yeah, if, if, and if I was a, you know, if I was a GM of a franchise, I'm probably not drafting him number one. you got to be a tough no son of a bitch. No way. No, not a, not a chance. Not so, a he's, he's part of this society. You know, you probably need a mental health day to himself or something, you know, whatever they're dealing with. So, uh it, it's not good I, i'm not you know i'm not picking that kid number one you know i'm taking sanders sanders gets puts on his ass every single game and still balls out but like caleb williams he's he's set up man they just don't have a good defense they're stacked on offense they get into these shootouts he puts up six seven touchdowns a game you know so as long as i think for him where he's at in his nil money as long as he's balling out he's good and this is part of the problem part of the problem is he knows he's still going to get his money, but the the team's not winning. So you, so these kids, they, they got to figure that out. They're all so young as shit. So it's a it's a weird dynamic for these young kids to figure out. And they don't have agents like they've got consigulares. They got me. Like my guy Drake Nugent from Stanford can call me and go, "Hey, I need help in the transfer portal, and we can connect him with Coach Moore at Michigan." And bam, he's playing at Michigan, starting at center, yeah. but. They don't have agents, dog. There's no Drew Rosenhaus and Caleb Williams either. Or maybe there is because there's no fucking tampering laws either. Like, look, I love the fact that you keep bringing up the toughness of Shador because I think that goes further in the evaluation process these days than ever. 
I'm because they, number one. Number one. He's tougher than all these one, dog, dude, yeah. dude, Look, the CSU game when he got fucking hit by six, and it was a, it was late, but not in my era. In my era, in our era, that was just a good, clean football play. It was a fair penalty. They kicked him out. But Shador got up. I know you saw this shit. He got up. He spit blood. Dion wiped it off with his sleeve, and he went back and won in double overtime. So, look, the the inability to show toughness in certain situations allows real tough motherfuckers to be super tough when it actually comes up. And, and I just I love the fact that you keep bringing that up because on one side of the coin here in, in L.A., you've got a guy painting his fingernails who needs, you know, to go cuddle with his dog after a loss. And on the other side of the coin, you got a guy who, like, is sitting at the fucking microphone stand in Boulder, beat to shit, who's just like, yeah, I can't wait for next week. We're going to get better. Yeah. So that that kind of dichotomy when you're looking at, at who to draft number one with a potential – like, if you're Arizona, like, first of all, you said this. Why the fuck would you want to go to Arizona? Like, what like, – do, don't you just want to stay in school if you have to go to the Cardinals? And, you, and, and again, you're not, you're not starving. You're making – these kids are making good money. That Caleb Williams make good money. Shador making good money, man. There's no so, so you brought this up though. Like the UFC is kind of the same way. Like the top one, two percent guys are getting broke off. You even said like on a, on an old podcast we did a year ago when we t- talked about the John Monet thing and all that shit, which was yeah. super funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking hell, son. This is where it happened. What? Wow. <laughs> he scared hell no. All right. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> but but like. Do you ever think that there'll be a time in the in the UFC or or in college football that they'll actually like come together as a whole? Or I know I kind of only asked that, but is it always just going to be my bottom line? But as a group, we can't eat unless we all eat. I think I think the the college football has a better chance because it's more of a team. In in the yeah. UFC, it's all about individual. And you have such a short window that to ask a uh, uh, Izzy or Connor or you know at the time of Brock Lesnar or John Jones say, hey, you guys might have to sit out for a year or two while we figure this out and make no money and it's gonna be better, you know. Overall, they're gonna be like, fuck no, because yeah, fight. So it's an individual yeah. sport. Uh, it, I think you could get some of the college kids to rally behind it. You could get like you know a Michigan or a, a, especially a CU team that's a close knit team if they have the right you know leadership, they could do it. They could do it. Ah, well, we'll see. It's going to take a pretty special individual at the head of it, and it might be a Shador Sanders. But Correct. again, next year going into a season where he's could be the number one pick in the draft, why would he compromise that to help some walk-on offensive lineman? So you got a good point. And I mean, you, it, and if you're Shador's dad, are you telling him to do it? Would you? No, hey, no, you don't look. I, it's gonna. It's hard for me to say anybody should be the martyr, like. I don't I it, it it's great for everybody else, but the martyr just gets fucked up. So like I, I don't want necessarily Shador to be the martyr for some guy who can't pull his weight in NIL to get paid, but at the same time, there is enough money to go around. So I, I, I hope they figure it out. But at the you know, the inability to put your hands on the check is what drives people to go get it. Yep. So you, you might be in a position where you're like really hamstringing the ability to go earn it if you just start giving it. So also, you know, I can like contradict myself a little bit. Nah, but also remember at the end of the day, it's not like they're 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 still not professionals. They're still 
as you know, I'm going to jump on the NCAA side here. They're still getting an education. They're still going to parties. And then, you know, they're, they're playing football. You know, at the end of the day, they're playing football. And also, 99% of them ain't going to the NFL. So, That's facts. So, it's not – at the end of the day, it's not terrible, dude, you know, enough to, you yeah, know, go – It's fucking terrible. It's far from yeah. terrible. All it's right, like, so look. Fighting's different. Fighting's different. You got a guy who will be on a main card this weekend who's making – I don't know, 30 grand, you know, and that's his only livelihood. There's no, and he's 30, you know, that's different. So if he, if he wins though, it just, he gets another bump up, right? Yeah. God, man, that's fucking it's ruthless game. With you, guys. I'm, I'm, you went from like the a ruthless cutthroat game to the most ruthless cutthroat game. You cutthroat, ruthless motherfucker. You, Hey, dude, so they're both brutal. They're both dude, fullback. <laughs> No, which one's worse? Okay, so let me ask this question. You've got a you're playing fullback and you have to ISO some fucking dog Mike linebacker all day. At least you got a helmet on, or getting repeatedly punched in the face. And I know you're crazy as fuck and you just smile and taste blood and say, hit me again. But which one is I mean here you go. Which one's better? Not worse. Um, God, that's a good question. I would say fighting's better because I can control it. Like if I get messed up, like I'm, I can at least take him down and make sure I don't get hit in the face. In football, there's really no option, dude. Like you, I would go from a 96 power play where I'm lighting up the linebacker and I'm like, all right, Shab, you're the wedge buster on kickoff, and then you're the you you are the wedge on kickoff return. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's just nonstop trauma to your brain. <laughs> Just you just named like the three positions they're trying to outlaw. No more fullbacks, no more wedging, no more wedge busters. And you're like, who are we gonna get do these three jobs? And we're like, shop. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, go get him, shop. Go do 96 power and practice against Ewu six times in a row so we can watch it in the film. Uh, all right, so today's my birthday, and on Friday Happy night, birthday, just, brother. thank you, bro. Thank you. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm 22. No, Hell yeah. yeah, you and me both, man. So old, but so on Friday night we went and saw a band, and I just want you to watch this and then go. Now I'm a fucking rock star on top of being an ex-athlete. I don't know, man. I think I got the cowbell down. Dude, I think Dance with the Stars is next, bro. That's what I'm saying. Do you see the fucking hips and everything? And you had the dope dope kicks on? Who came on stage dancing? Uh, Well, that was the lead singer. Oh, the lead singer? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I got up there with the band. So you remember Rick Lewis, right, from 103.5? Oh, yeah, I love Rick. Yeah. Rick's awesome. He's like my football or my football, my my radio mentor and a great friend of mine. He was his band, the Rick Lewis Project, and he just called me out. He's like, "Hey, Matt's in the crowd," and I was like, "Fuck, Rick!" And he brought me up there and he told me, "Well, what what fucking instrument are you going to play?" And I was like, "Cowbell, obviously." Get on that cowbell, like Will Ferrell, man. It's the easiest one. It's or the cowbell, easiest bitch. one, dude. And whenever there's cowbell, you know it's a good time, dude. It, it was awesome, uh, you know. And I got, I got my rhythm down right off the bat. I fucking dinged it, uh, and then I broke it. 
and I got a fucking blister, dog. I got a cowbell blister like a bitch. It's dude, heavy lies the crown, bro. Heavy lies the crown, man. I'm telling you, it's fucking getting it's getting hard out here for us cowbell players. <laughs> All right, so Brendan Schaub, thank you so much for coming on the show today, brother. Uh, it's always a pleasure having you on. Remember to go to and follow Brendan all over the, the social media platforms. Follow the Shop Show, Thick Boy Studios, and everything you're doing. Are you on the road for, for uh, comedic value here pretty soon or what? Yeah, I just got back from Niagara Falls, Buffalo, and then I'm in Chicago December 8th and 9th. I'll be in Chicago. Woo! All right, I'll be out there in Chi-Town. Go see your boy Brendan Shop. Shabber, I love you, dog. Stay up. Uh, fucking wiggle that mustache for me real quick. Yeah, yeah. That's What's, right, up, Daddy? What's up, Daddy? Birthday Daddy. wiggle, bro. Birthday wiggle. Happy birthday, Happy brother. Holiday. Go Buffs. Great day. You know it. Go Buffs, and uh, we'll talk soon, homie. All right, brother. Take care. Peace.